Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here and on the podcast this week we've got uh, Ricky Regan or Luke Regan. Ricky Regan. We we called you Ricky Regan like uh, sometime last season. It, it seemed to stick in my head. So oh, fair enough. That's it might be because that's the name that my dad wanted to give to me. I yes. think that might be. I where think that's where the joke came from. from. And we we uh, talked about how that sounded like a nineteen twenties prohibition. Person. That or a really really <laughs> Ricky really, Regan here, <laughs> or a really really bad superhero. Ricky Regan. Yeah, actually that works. He'd be like Pizza Boy or Selfie Man. I, I've just got the I've just got visions of Mickey Rooney and Night at the Museum for some yes. reason. That. <laughs> As a as a man that's pal right in the kisser, a man that's perfect <laughs> for the name Ricky Regan. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't seen it, so I can't possibly comment. And the other voice you've just said there is Graham Large is with us this week. As Good well. evening. Um, on the podcast this week, we're going to talk about Norwich, uh, Rotherham, and Fulham coming up. But first, we're going to news. And Wolves have made their annual academy signing in Aaron Simpson from Maidstone. You might have heard uh, Roy Hoops talk about him a couple of weeks ago. Um, he I goes straight into the twenty ones. I don't really know anything about I him. I think it should be six monthly. Or maybe quarterly, because about three months ago we signed Jordan Graham, and apparently he's in the under-21s, mm. because I've seen nothing of him. And we'll see the one, Donovan Wilson as well, we signed... Something uh, like that, yeah. Just signed near, the start of, near the start of the season. He's doing all right, but I'm saying anything. He's scored a couple of uh, John, John, Bab, John Babb seems to like him, yeah. So. so... So, yeah, no jokes. Donovan Wilson... No jokes. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking, <laughs> don't you? That's the worst thing he knows exactly. Um, I like the name like Donovan Wilson on names that sound like they could be something else. He does sound like a 1990s member of Boys to Men. Yes, yeah. I'll take that. I'll yeah. take that. So apart from that, as opposed to a 2010 boys, yeah. boys to men. Sorry. <laughs> one thing. One thing I can actually say about Aaron Simpson is the fact he looks quite a bit like Jesse Lingard, which yeah. may have been where the rumours came that Lingard was watching Wolves the other week. I'm devastated to think I spent those hours writing that blog that we couldn't use because we never signed him. I think we should start hiring lookalikes and ask and giving them a ticket to Molyneux. Like, just, 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 just why people, people up? Get like a, a messy lookalike, and people going, "He's actually here! He's actually here!" God. There's two people at Molyneux that really annoy me. There's one bloke in the North Bank that randomly wears a Barca top to every home game because he wants Wolves to be the new Barca. I don't or there was a bloke in. Remember when we had the? Uh, I think it was a kit when signed. So it had been about 2011, maybe 2012. There was a Wolves fan who had Messi tail on the back. On the back. That's what I was going to say. He sat in front of me at Huddersfield a couple of years ago. Why? Messi. Um, I, I, because he saw Messi in the crowd at Molyneux. I, like I like Gareth Bale. I like Ronaldo. To a certain extent, I quite like Kaka at one point. It is, but it, it is the equivalent of me going out and buying a retro Wolves shirt and having Pele put on the yeah. back. I mean, come on. I mean. We've all had dreams, and we've all done quite well on Football Manager at one stage, but no. No. It's never going to happen. And I mean, at least I'm like a conventional man. What has he been to was actually? I'm currently four seasons into my Scunthorpe save on Football Manager, and I've just signed a midfielder called Dave Evans. Oh, yes. Get in. And his class. So I was, probably not related to him. I was at work today, and on Twitter I just saw this random like, tweet for like, recycling, and it said, oh, read Dave Evans' blog on how recycling can help so and so business and literally for a split second my thought press went did I write that? when did I write <laughs> that? <laughs> well, so. it's really, the picture if you grew your fringe out a little bit he would look just like you ah, I'll fantastic. do a comparison picture and put it on the fancast account good I'm glad uh, the other bit of news is uh, Graham and John's Old Go Glory is back this weekend on sale outside of Molyneux and online as a digital fanzine uh, Graham tell us more about issue 3 of Olga Glory. Issue three tackles the quite delicate matter of the club's downfall in the 1980s, followed by the club's revival under Graham Turner. 
key interview in that is there is a three-page extensive interview with Graham Turner in there, um, which, bias aside because of the fact that I've written it up, I would say that's probably the best interview we've done since the magazine started. He goes through everything from his arrival at the club, where he had to phone up his contacts at the likes of Mitre and get a bag of balls because of the fact that he states that the balls that they were using in training a Sunday league team wouldn't even use, to when he basically won back-to-back league titles with that team. Talks in depth about signing Steve Bull and what it was like to work with Bully. Uh, talks about the infamous car park training days where they used to go and kick the balls around and move the cars on the North Bank car park so they could play five a side um, there's some great stories in there um, Bully's been interviewed as well again another another really good interview alongside Andy Much who's done a, done a good interview and there's a bit about the fall as well uh, really interesting piece from the former lead sports writer at Express and star David Harrison about the Barty brothers coming into the club mm. and essentially the Legacy or lack thereof, should I say? Uh, these that are some, left on the that they left on the club. These are some quite big names you've got interviewed, though. Yeah, I mean, I think what's interesting as well is obviously we've had a lot of uh, coverage around, obviously because of uh, Sir Jack's passing. There's a lot of fans who are probably a bit younger than us, or probably in our generation, where we didn't appreciate. Well, you're the, older than me. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, but just yeah. as I was born, we didn't appreciate or know of the troubled times that Wolves went through under Matty Brooksham, and it's a good. I would say it's a, it would be a good read for any younger fan around our age or in younger to read to Some appreciate. Some of us thought orders was bad. Yeah, well, to, to, exactly. to, to appreciate the darker days that Wolves went through and how we went into the light, as it were. Indeed. Uh, it's funny you mentioned Sir Jack in there because, unfortunately, his uh, death was at the point where we got most of the content already sorted out for this issue. So we have put an obituary in there, but we've also put a statement to say that there will be more extensive tributes done in an issue later this year, which I think is going to be towards the end of the year, where we're going to focus on people that have gone on to, uh, that have been from the Wolverhampton area that have either gone on to play for the club, manage the club, or be part of the club in some capacity. And Sir Jack's obviously going to be a prominent um, person featured in that, alongside the likes of Andy Thompson and a few other players that are from the area and that have gone on to play for the club. So it is in mind, just in case anybody sees the fact that we've kind of washed over it a bit, it wasn't it wasn't intentional but mm. we've gone too far down the line to be able to reverse everything and do something mm. do something which we thought it was be, well we thought it would be better that we save it for a later issue where we can actually do more with it so is it available this time because I know there was talk of it being digital at one point is it both it is it is yeah. available it is available with digital we're just sorting out a few um few problems with the with the with the platform um currently the uh Issue will be available to pre-order and print from tomorrow from www.oldgoldglory.co.uk. Uh, tom- oh, sorry, should be available to order from Wednesday, yeah. should I say, from visiting uh, uk, And it will be on sale at Saturday's game. Uh, I'll be in the subway. Uh, we should have somebody selling on Waterloo Road as well and possibly down towards the bottom of the Steve Ball stand. We've just got to see how many of us uh, there are. Okay, fantastic. And how much how much will it be digitally and on the day as well if you bought it at the uh, game? Buy it on the day, it's two pound fifty in print. Uh, digitally, it's two pound for a download, and you can read that on a tablet, smartphone, or 
a desktop device. So issue three of Old Go Glory available this Saturday at the game against Rotherham and online at oldgoglory.co.uk and you can follow Old Go Glory on Twitter which is at Glory. On Saturday, Wolves lost 2-0 away to Norwich, bringing to an end of an undefeated away record since the 29th of November. Uh, Wolves only had two shots on goal in that game, in which Norwich completely dominated and closed Wolves out of the game. Now, we're going to be completely honest, because unfortunately none of us was able to make the game on Saturday, so we're going to have to just... Analyse and decipher it from the See, highlights. The is, though, I mean, you two have got the excuse of having partners and a, <laughs> a partner and a wife. I've just got that I wanted to watch the rugby, and I did think it was a star- astonishing ticket price because I was tempted to go on Saturday morning, truth be told. But thirty-five quid for a championship game for me. I know the twenties plenty campaign, and I do like support a lot of the work that the football supporters federation does. For example, the return of safe standing and the like. But I can, you can, I would just wouldn't pay thirty-five pound to go to a Premier League game. Mm. And maybe with the exception of Arsenal, Chelsea, City or United, because they are some of the four best grounds in the country. Mixed views on Richard Stearman's performance. There's so many good weeks. He's still a football genius. Yes, exactly. He's had so many good weeks. He even listens to the podcast uh, on his way to Norwich. So thank you very much, Steers. Uh, but taking the two goals that came from Norwich, would you say that Richard Stearman was actually at fault for both? I think he was unlucky for the first one. I think yes. we discussed it before the uh, before the show went on the air tonight. I think you can say he was at fault, but I think he, he, he his, his intentions were good. Um, he was trying to trying to get across. He was a bit too slow. He got caught out, mm. and uh, that was that. The second goal, what he was doing, waving his arm in the air, and Danny Bart was doing exactly the same thing while they were just. It was like that scene from the four man too, wasn't it? Where they were just uh, the, the, the Arsenal the Arsenal yeah. offside trap. <laughs> Yeah, but they're not they're not Steve Bold and Tony Adams. Let's put it like that. But it's it, it was that schoolboy defending. I'm afraid to just stand there with your arm in the air. You mm. play to the whistle. Everybody knows that. It's the oldest saying in the book when it comes to defending. He seems uh, he got caught out again, yeah. and then shortly after that, we saw we saw again another chance where he was just ball ball comes in over the top, and he was just nowhere near mm. it. He's been he's been very good for a while, yeah. and. He's been playing above himself to a certain extent, so maybe he was due a bad game. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, is it bad to really make? Uh, okay, the two guys probably were his mistake to par, but surely all the criticism. Listen, should there be so much criticism? The fact that has there been, been extent, ha- has there been extensive criticism? Because truth be told, I haven't seen it. Well, I've seen mixed reviews about who was to blame. I've seen some people saying if it wasn't for Steam, and it could have been six or seven. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's true. I mean, at the end of the day, we we're talking about two defensive errors which have led to two goals, but we're ignoring the fact that two shots on t- two shots yeah. on goal during the whole game. Yeah. I mean, against if, against a team who we are pushing for the playoffs face. An well. official Wolves tweeted at one point we were struggling to get a foothold in the game, which as we've said before, we all know is a very polite way of saying we're getting smacked. But Norwich to say completely close us out of the game, but if Wolves are really wanting to compete for those playoff places, they but need to be competing even away what to teams I would, against What like I would Norwich. say is if it wasn't for Norwich underperforming vastly under what was his face, Adam was it Adams? Neil Adams. Neil yeah. Adams. Norwich have got a squad capable of either winning this league mm. or at least getting automatic promotion I th- spots. I think when I was um, listening to the radio before, they were talking about how, which has been a, a concern for mine for a few weeks, that you know they had people like Cameron Drome on the bench and another striker. We're lacking in depth. If you start with, um, he start, did he start Dicko? Um, he started with Dicko and he took him off at half time mm. and brought Dave Edwards on. Which so just, he started both of their strikers. 
yeah, nothing which like is what, which is all we've got really. We we haven't got. No. I mean, unless they call Macalinden back, which I can't see him doing because I think they they feel that he needs game time. I mean, has Clark, Clark got a recall clause? I doubt he would be yeah, recalled uh, yeah. unless I, he starts I, I, banging I, the goals for weekend. I doubt he. Well, even if he was, I think it's an atmosphere thing for Wolves. I just I just don't think he's he's cut out. But you know what I mean. Unless we had an injury, hmm. I mean, where's he got? Is he got? We don't even know. Has he got? I think that's the problem I might have said on the podcast last week or on Twitter or, or somewhere like that that we've got these two strikers potentially playing starting every week potentially playing 90 minute games they're just going to get burned out this you all need that, that, that guy to, to mix it round or you do just put one on the bench you have one up front and then you swap around at half time I mean a phobie as you said probably played the whole game but I think what we've seen in other weeks Afobi just can't play up top on his own. He just doesn't naturally fit with him. I think that's something he'll have to learn. But I mean, there's that old adage that if you if you play with one up top, you need at least three strikers, or possibly four. And if you play with two up top, you need four or five. Mm. Wolves have got two, and I mean, yes, we've got academy graduates, and but we, we're lacking. But we know at that point, really, where we it's quite obvious who our first two choice strikers are. So who's going to really want to come in to play for? Third, third fiddle not not mm. second I think the other problem is that the way that you look at it and Dave alluded to it just is the fact that if Dicko doesn't play on his own up front we haven't got anyone that can stretch yeah. a back four like he can um, and we all know that if uh, if Dicko's playing well Sacco plays well as well and I think that's the biggest problem that we've got at the moment where we've got an, a, a, we've got an array of attacking talent we haven't necessarily got enough depth mm. We got a very I've, I've, something I've said all season. We have got a very good first team, but money, no. money needs. To well, that's spe- what sets, money needs to be spent. Yeah, that's what sets these championship teams apart. I think a lot of people I've seen talked about how the championship is so much up for grabs this season. If you if you look at the crux of it, it's it's not. You look at some of these teams who have got such a good depth of play. Derby for me, by far, are the best team in the league. Know, and I'm just surprised they have the. But yeah, but you look at who that you know. Tomins, I know he's up. You know, he's performance-wise, he's here and there, but they've been able to track Tom Ince, Jesse Lingard. Is that where Lingard is? Yeah, he's at Derby. Yeah, they've got both those on on, dead, on deadline day on loan. Jesus Christ! But I mean, that should that should, that should walk you look at, should walk this yeah, league. You now. look at the depth of Norwich as well. This league, I don't think think is as open as people have made. I it think out the playoffs are open. I think there's two. I think there's two or three playoff spots open. And I mm. think you're looking at us, Brentford, Norwich. Uh, Ipswich as Black, well. Blackpool. No, I, I've got Ipswich as part of my top four. I can see, uh, I can see Brentford slipping out of that after the news today. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he'll. Be, they've said he's there till the end of the season. I don't think but he will. Be. I don't think the players no. are going to play for him now. Well, that, well, he's not going to be the manager. Well, that is season. interesting because they lost. Did they lose four 0 at home to Charlton at the weekend? I think it was. And I'm sure the news was probably circulating then. But is that obviously a massive oh, yeah, bonus? That, that was being mentioned the, last week. There was rumours. There was rumours. There was rumours two yeah. weeks ago that they've sounded out the boss of I think it's Rail Valley. Yeah, Rail Valley's going to come in, and it's almost like but they're trying to do well because Southampton when um, they got rid of Atkins and they yeah. brought in Pochettino. Thing is, that's the one that's worked. But for everyone like that, you've had you've had a foreign manager. Dare mm. I say it, like a sold back and come in where it's been six months and mm. it's flopped dramatically. But could that be um, a massive positive for Wolves that? Brentford think, now well, could really slip away like and Wolves could be that one team I mean, back, I'm trying, potentially backing out. I'm trying to get the titles. title up here, sorry, the, the, the league up. And for me, if you look at it at the minute, you've got Middlesbrough, Derby, Bournemouth, Bournemouth and Ipswich in your top four. And then I think there's two 
things to play it, it's, for. Um, and then I think from that, it's going to be Watford, Norwich, Brentford, us in the league. Potentially. Yeah. And the thing is, I think we've got a chance. I really do. I think there's um, there's a good chance we could sneak into it, but I wouldn't want us to go up to a certain I extent. Think, I think the problem that we've got at the moment is what I alluded to at the Black, uh, before the Blackpool game, where I said that we missed a chance by only winning 2-0 that day to put right our goal difference mm. at the time, which was quite poor. We've now slipped back under zero again. Mm. We're now at minus two. And I think that goal difference is worth an extra point when you're pushing for the playoffs. How massive? Like, we, we, I th- I think we, we, need, we need to be, be a point problem. in front. And the only, thing, the only advantage we've got is that Brentford are, are only on four. Mm. Mm. Let's, um, before we sum playoffs a bit more, let's go back to the Norwich game. Kujak, once again, seemed to make a, a couple of good saves. I mean, as long as he keeps performing... Is there an he argument that Akimi might not be able to come straight back no, into this No, because I still think Akimi's a much more considerable part of the team. However, I think is Kushak growth in stature and confidence, potentially, but now, not right at this moment, I'd say not a chance. But As you said, all he can do is grow into it and mm. try and do his very best to stay in the team. And I really think that Kushak has improved. Having looked at the two saves that he made on Saturday, they were quality saves, well, that we've seen, they were quality saves. You can't, I mean, there's an argument for the second one. Do you want your keeper to just come out and clear it? It was close enough that he could have rather than staying on his line because there was no one in front of him other than Bart. Mm. Sorry, other than Stearman. So he could have possibly came and claimed it. Maybe I'll be a, a bit pernickety there. Yeah. For me, Keems is still quite comfortable in the number one choice. Kushak now, Kushak's going to know that. Kushak knows he's here as a number two. Kushak knows he's probably here till the end of the season and that's possibly it. For me... Akeem, he has to go straight back in. We're a more confident base. I mean, I think he, I think he controls his defence better. I mean, if you look last Tuesday, it was thirty-one shots, was it? Mm. Something. Apparently, Graves could be weirdly there. Apparently, yeah. Huddersfield no, had no, thirty-one right, yeah. sh- had thirty-one shots. I can't see that in a Carl Akeem def- in a defence that Carl Akeem is organised. And I, I think that was the problem. The problem we had the other day, and I, I said this. Last week was that that sort of system where you play with the Afobi Dico switching the nine and the ten roles. He's going to work sometimes, mm. but sometimes it's going to leave you incredibly. Answer me this: How long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. So whatever body you're rocking, put it on a Nectar mattress. Prices start at just $499, and you get $399 in accessories thrown in. That includes a Nectar mattress, mattress protector, cooling pillows, and sheet set, a 365-night home trial, and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com and get hugged. Open. And I guess that's where the whole squad, de- squad depth comes back yeah, into that you can't chop and change those totally formations. We, we, we're desperately short of a 10. Mm. It's well, almost that, like that's, that's, that if, if for me. If you said what, what position do Wolves need mm. to vastly increase? I thought Jacobs was a quality ten for League One. I think it, uh, a concern I expressed was that he was lightweight in League One, so he might struggle to make the champ the step up to the championship. We now really need to look at trying to bring in a quality mm. number ten on loan for the rest of this season, or we definitely need to start get one by the start of next season. Let's go back to playoffs. So five points um, adrift now of the playoff spaces. Um, is the race over? Do you no. think? No, it's never, it's never over. Even if we're we, if if we've six or seven games left, we're still within ten points. I wouldn't say it was over, because someone can always make that um, last minute um, driving. Because mm. the thing is, someone will, someone will drop off form. I mean, we've seen us drop off form 
because we did it just before we went on that unbeaten run. Then we played really well for quite a while, and then we were having a little bit worry a bit if it, mm. if you know, right? For example, I'd expect to see us smash Rotherham on Saturday because that's the sort of thing we do at the minute. We play badly one game, then we smash the next. One. But I guess it depends on the consistency of other teams. Well, if, if these teams above us, well, Rotherham remain remain, remain, r- remain consistent, then that there is a struggle there. Rotherham are at the bottom of the league, are they not? Uh, no, they're twentieth. Well, so they've got a game in hand. They're, they're, they're down. Now. Yeah, they've got a game in hand against Derby tonight on Tuesday, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but with Norwich, then really, it was a blow in that race because it's a team that we should be competing with, and it's probably exposed more cracks in the team than we po- than we probably thought. I've been aware of cracks for quite a while, and I've I think it's, it's not the first time this season they've been outplayed by mm. a, on the day a better side. It's not the first time it's happened. It's, it's not probably going to be the last. Mm. I, I, I know Jackets come out and said that he wants thirty points from the next forty-five, which is what's that ten from fifteen? Mm. It's um, achievable. It's achievable, yeah. but is it realistic? I mm. don't know. I, I think seven eight is realistic. It's eight, eight, eight wins six draws. I guess we've still know. we've still got some of the bigger teams at home coming up, which is a bonus. I'd, I'd rather that he set quote unquote. You know what I mean? I'd rather he set he over aimed and then we achieve. I don't want us to achieve under, but I think if the, the higher you aim, the further you're going to get up. So I don't I'd like rather. it when people set points targets because no, I think yeah, I just think you're putting more pressure on yourself that way as well. Uh, Norwich set a defeat. But like I said, the first Hawaii defeat since November the twenty ninth. Hawaii, yeah, Hawaii man, Hawaii man. Um, the first Hawaii defeat since November the twenty ninth. That's not a bad record to have. No, it's not. To, to I mean, it was that too. It was that too? Brentford, Brentford away, which was probably a wake up call. But it just shows you how good we've been on the road over the last few weeks. I'm, 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 I'm hopeful. I yeah. still think we we might sneak in to the playoffs. I mean, if you look at our next little run of fixtures, we've got two coming up in terms of Rotherham and Fulham. Cardiff away is winnable, mm. certainly. Bournemouth away, I think you might write off. But then again, knowing us, that's the sort of result that place mm. will pick up a result. As you said, for home matches, we've got Watford, Sheffield Wednesday, winnable. Leeds, winnable. Derby, winnable. It's, it's winnable. It's yeah, winnable. I tonight. think any game at home is winnable. Well, there's 15 games left now to the end of the season, uh, and it will be interesting to see what happens up until that point. Well, we're going to go on to the last bits of the podcast this week. We're going to look ahead to the games coming up. Uh, first at the weekend, a home tie to Rotherham. Um, obviously, earlier on the season, Wolves lost 1-0 in a game that Wolves really should have won, looking at all the chances Wolves had. Um, everyone remembers the game at home last season. 6-4. I'm still not happy about this. <laughs> one, of the, one of the best games I've seen at Molyneux in recent times. Um, and, and I'm flicking Dave the V. Yeah, um, with, you know... Pit goals, pitch invasions. Uh, uh, I think it was like one of the highest crowds ever we've had at Molyneux. It was over 30k. Record, it, it, or is it the record? It, it's either the record or it was broken by the Carlisle game, yeah. but it's, it was 30,000. Yeah. Uh, it was a cracking tie. I doubt. There's a part of it that doubts we'll see that many goals on both sides. Oh, I'm, I'm willing to bet a significant <laughs> amount of money. We're not going to see 10 goals on side. Uh, like I said, Rotherham uh, play a game in hand tonight against Derby at home. Uh, but they are 20th in the league and they're three points off the relegation zone. Uh, excluding the game tonight, well, on Tuesday, uh, their form in the league in the last five games is lost, one draw, lo- one loss. Um, and they last won an away game on the 20th of December. Uh, Derbyshire is their top scorer is four. Uh, do we know I thought you were going to say Derbyshire is a lovely place to live. <laughs> yeah. uh, do we know who else plays for Rotherham? Uh, Does Ben Pringle still yeah. play for them? I believe he who's does. That, who's that lad that signed for them in Telebus? 
Adam, uh, no. Adam, not Adam Campbell. Um, no, Someone from Newcastle. Ginger Kid looks like the Sherman Isa. You're not uh, getting mixed up with Jack Cork here, are you? No, no. I know who he means. Uh, well, well, whilst we think of players, I'm going to get my usual look at the team sheet to see if we can get. We're going to see if there are many names you can't get. Right, yeah, you have names we can't get. Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm just waiting for it to load up. Um, yeah, but, I mean, Ben Pringle's the one that kind of steps out to me straight away because he, he was fantastic in the League One last season. I'm guessing. Uh, um, I'm guessing Derbyshire is obviously Matt Derbyshire. Yes, is yeah. Luciano Becchio still play for him as well? No, he was at Norwich when we. Yeah, he's in the, the Norwich squad. Was he? He might have been. Like, he he might he's been, he's been on loan at uh, Rotherham, hasn't he? Um, Adam Hamill. Ooh. Oh, is it Rotherham now? Um, in defence, what the Broadfoot? Kirk. Yeah, Jack Hunt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Frecklington. That's a, Lee Frecklington. Frecklington. That's a nice. Attacking that's a, midfielder of Lincoln City fame on Football Manager. I'm just. I like how the name rolls off the tongue. Frecklington. The um, the player Regan was thinking of as Connor Newson. That's Connor the one. There we go. Um, Arneson. Is that right? Arneson. Oh, wow, we really know our research on Rotherham here. So. Uh, uh, Clark Harris up front, Salmon Ward. Connor Salmon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, oh, I don't know, Connor. He always scores us, you know. Connor Salmon. He he's one of them really annoying footballers. Uh, like Sa- every other footballer that scores against us, true. Uh, Sadler, Richardson, Fry is in defence. Uh, Loach is their number one. Scott Loach. No major household names for uh, Rotherham, but it's one of those games where not only should Wolves win. You expect Wolves to win. This is a get kind of game. They've Wolves really want to push for the promotion spots. They're at home. They should be easily glide gliding. We are, that seems like I mean, we are about where you'd hope you'd have hoped mm. for or expected, really. So if they can push on now, that's a good sign. And mm. I, it's just what you say. Really, you, we should be beating the other promoted teams that came up with us because one, we've got a bigger budget. Two, we're a bigger club. And we did, and we smashed the league last mm. year. But form wise as well, where we are, where Rotherham are, th- if Wolves are, it, sh- it should be three. It should be three points on Saturday, realistically. It should be. Um, yes. But I went to the game at the New York Stadium earlier in the season, and it was a case of we absolutely battered them and then got undone on a set piece. Mm. How very Wolves! Um, <laughs> but it's a pretty impressive name for a stadium, isn't it? Yeah, but it's 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 one of those games. It, it's, it's very much like the Blackpool and the Charlton games a few a few weeks ago for me, where. I thought we should be winning both mm. games. We won one, we drew the other. So you, you, you never really know. But I, I, I fancy us for three points mm. on Saturday. Big bit that, like, like those games, Rotherham could just put ten men behind the ball, and that's where we really struggle. We find it so hard because to break team down because we haven't got a creative midfield. Yeah, yeah. Char- Charlton put uh, ten men behind the ball and then realised how poor they were. We yeah. were that day and thought they could actually get something from the game. But and it might be that um, Rotherham. I mean, or unless it's too early for Rotherham to really be desperate with that relegation battle that they do just think a draw away to Wolves is a good it could be it could be the fact that they're on Saturday and play for the point because it would be a valuable point for them in the position that they find themselves but oh, he's not a manager I like it's uh, Steve Evans yeah, he's it's doing really well though let's move on from Rotherham then a Tuesday night another home tie against Fulham a replay of the Oh God! I hope, FA, I hope it the doesn't FA, snow the FA Cup night which again had everything goals snow near Cancellations, I guess. I'll, I, I eventually, I eventually <laughs> got round to listening to the uh, the two hundredth podcast. How did you eventually get round to it? See, one of the momentous day in Wolves fancast history. I was a bit disappointed. I didn't get to go myself. <laughs> I was well, a little bit, I was the, a little bit gutted, so I didn't want to listen to it. The draw of the hat never lies. The draw of the hat. I don't like the hat. Draw um, the hat. So Fulham as a replay of the FA Cup drama match. Um, they're not in the relegation mix, but they're five points off uh, relegation. It's two home games, six possible points. Is it achievable? 
it's it's achievable. I mean, I haven't really done much since he's got the job. Mid table security for them this season. Hopefully, mm. we can put we can punish him because they didn't deserve to go through in the cup until they was. Yeah, and yeah. We, I mean, we could have lost it. We could have lost to Bradford at the weekend, otherwise. Just gotta hope. I just had to look up his name there. Uh, we're just gotta hope that Corley Woodrow isn't playing because he scored twice against us. Oh. And he just so happens to be the son of former Wolves player Martin Patching, if you didn't know that. Ah, right. Okay. Former Wolves player and old Gold Glory columnist, by the way. <laughs> little plug, but, little plug um, there. He was, the, he was the problem in the last game, I believe, and uh, scored two of the goals. He's very highly rated. And I don't know, I just hope we can keep him quiet. McCormack's yeah, McCormack's pulling, always pulling the threat. strings at the yeah. moment. He seems to be playing a lot deeper these days mm. and be still popping up with goals. I think keep them too quiet and we've got half a chance in that game. And Roddy Ager as well, who always yeah. kind of causes the Hugo. effect on. Most frustrating player I've ever mm. known. The Hugo Roddy Ager oh. So it will be interesting. Let's look at teams and predictions uh, for both games. Well, mainly Rodham, really. Um, standard standard team. I know Oyofa came back in the squad. I was quite pleased. Norwich. Um, do you expect him to be back again, I guess? Yes, I can't. I, I, I'm quite. Uh, I don't quite get why he was dropped or he, he was rested to us for the period he was. So I kind of see him being dropped again. I don't. The one thing I can you can say is he wasn't. Well, he, I don't know actually thinking about it because if you think was he on the pitch at the time of the second goal because it came from the from where he should have been and he wasn't in choice. I have no idea. To be honest, I, I would have guessed so. So, I, but personally, I'd still wouldn't drop him. Mm. Um, same team for me. I'll still say this. I'd still rather have James Emery in right midfield than Van La Parra mm. at the minute, and <coughs> I'd rather see Michael Jacobs playing ten than anyone else. But what do you I'd say you're probably more likely to see Dave Evans playing ten for a bit yeah. more. Uh, Dave Evans. Yes, so, I'll, I'll play. I'll play number ten. <laughs> Come on, Kenny. Sorry, sorry. Dave Edwards. Dave Evans is more number ten on the two and four. Ah, obviously. okay. Um, you're more likely to see Dave Edwards playing number ten. On Saturday for a bit of hard work, I think. Um, could it be an argument that you could maybe put either Dicko or a Phobia on the bench to kind of rest one of them and put one of them up front for I a bit? I don't necessarily want one of them rested. I want one of them to be a potential impact sub. They're mm. both quick. Well, that's they're what both I mean. faster. You, they're yeah, both strong. Yeah, but you, you, made, you put them as the impact. If you're chasing a game, that's what you want coming off the bench. That's why Chikorito has always been devastating coming off the bench for United because he's well, he's not necessarily big, but he's strong for mm. his size and he's fast. He wins headers. He's a sort of disruptive footballer you want. I'm just, yeah. want to, I just want to see a good performance. I don't really care who's playing. I'd like to just see us have a go, stick a couple past him, and then. Uh... Could there be a bit of rotation though with Fulham coming up? We might see a change of team <laughs> starting. What, 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 what is the situation with Scott Goldbourne at the moment? Because Hall's played on Saturday, yeah. didn't he? He's still got this injury apparently. So um, that's why he's on the bench. He's maybe not fully fit to, to play a ninety minutes, but uh, fit enough that he can so play I've at least play, play part. I've, I've got to be honest. I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of Horse at left back. I think it's going to be. Um, I th- I'd I'd rather see, and it, it says a lot. I'd rather see Doty play at left mm. back on uh, on Saturday if if I can. But I like Horse. If anything, I think he's rest him and all I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a good centre half in years to come. But I just don't think he's a left back. I mm. really don't. No, I'd, I'd rest if we if were talking about rotation. Rest him and all and play Horsey as a centre back. Mm. For me, I'd I just don't like him at left back. I think Danny Barton Steerman are just as crucial as a framework of that team as Jack Price and Gil uh, McDonald are as a you know a good spine of that team. Um, let's talk. Let's do predictions then for the weekend. Let's start with Rotherham. Uh, what do you think the outcome is going to be after 90 minutes? Oh, there is something else as well I've got to mention as well, but we'll do that after the, the predictions. Oh, you tease. Oh, a little teaser. 
I think Graham, we're going to go for, for Rotherham United at Molyneux on Saturday. I'm going to go for 2 0 to Wolves, and also that Dicko and Aphobia will both score. Lovely, lovely. Uh, Ricky Regan, we're going to go for. No, no, no goals, no, no score prediction. No, I just refused to respond to Ricky Luke Regan. Regan. Um, what was your score prediction? No, I feel like I'm being told off and getting full, getting full <laughs> named. Um, close. Right, someone's going to sneak it at the end. Maybe a 2 1 or a 1 1 0. But you're not going to say who. Ooh, interesting. Um, you know how superstitious I am, but yeah. I don't like. I think Wolves will come good at the end. Um, I'm going to go for a 3 0 Wolves. I think Wolves need a good motivational win. I think it will come against Wolves. At Rotherham. least I called the massacre right last week. Yeah. I did say. Um, quickly, Fulham on Tuesday. I know it's quite ahead. It's literally a week ahead now. But if you're if you've got the gift of foresight, what would you go for now? Well, the last time I said we needed two wins on the spin at home, we got a win and a draw. So again, I'll go for a win and a draw. I'll say two-two draw on Tuesday night. Two-two. We go for uh, Regan. Well, no, he just said the gift of foresight. I said I just want to go. Oh, good game. Good game. Um, I actually think we could win that one more so mm. than the one on Saturday. I think Fulham are more likely to come and be a bit more open. So. I'd say 2 0. 2 0. 2 0 Wolves. Um, I'm going to go for a sneaky 1 0 Wolves win. I've got I've, I've got a good feeling that we're going to get six points out of the bag here. And then we'll probably lose 2 0 at home to Rotherham on Saturday. The other bit I was going to mention on the podcast, just to end it all, scoreboard. We're getting a scoreboard back at Molineux, everybody. Um, in the recent fans' parliament, uh, James Moxley said that um, there could be. A, a brand new scoreboard um, just above the boxes on the steeple stand by the end of the season. Which now I've been so used to no scoreboard that it's quite unsettling that there could actually you know, be a scoreboard only there. One... But also, I know you see it at other grounds, but it's now made me think: what is the point of having a scoreboard anymore? Because we, you know, unless you have that kind of momentous Wolves are five nil up against whoever, and then you can get a picture. Hang yeah. on, hang on, hang on. I've got an argument for that. When I came out of the game against Reading the other week, a bloke actually turned around to me in the concourse and went, good point that, wasn't it? <laughs> and I had to turn around and I go, you do know we lost. What? He didn't get in the ground until five minutes after kick-off oh. and didn't know that we conceded that early. I think a lot of people would have had that, though, against Reading. How good team would that be? Good point. I mean, it's one of them. You should know. I mean, he was obviously just a miserable bugger, or he had no, he had no friends. Didn't but scoreboard, actual score. I, I don't want to display score. I don't want a scoreboard. I'd rather have a screen back. Yeah, we've got two redundant screens. So while we're blocking people from seeing whether well, the scoreboard that we're bringing back, when we've got two corners with screens in, that how does that absolutely nothing? How does that work for the Steve Austin? Exactly. They're, they're, they're going to have to like kind of lean over to. Uh, <laughs> To have a look. So the away fans will be fine, but yeah, bugger the steeple. Come on, scoreboard. Last game of the season. Yeah, honestly. It's one of the, it's one of them. I did find out at one point there was only Newcastle in the Premier League without a scoreboard, because there's no there's no like nowhere in the ground that says that. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I can think of an advantage will be if it is one of oh, those. Oh no, I thought they did. I thought it's like on one of the um, electronic boards. No, they have no, they have the time. Yeah. They have a clock. That literally just says 50, like fifty one seconds. Yeah. 40, that's what the image I've got in my head. Fifty one seconds. Fifty one minutes forty two seconds. But literally, they've just got like a counter, like a mm. time counter, time counter, a watch, a clock, at Newcastle. But there's no scoreboard. That was a couple of years ago, so there might be someone who'd been promoted into it now. And that's where we'll leave this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you to our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a, a new website to be built, check them out at operacreative.com. 
Uh, Twitter at WWFC Fancast, Facebook, Regan. Wolves Football Fancast Show, and click like. Fantastic. And check out our latest blogs and opinion pieces on WolvesFancast.com. We'll be back next Wednesday, or next Thursday, depending on when you listen to review Rotherham and Fulham. Um, and thank you, everyone, because it was my personal 200th appearance this week. Yes. Have you, have you missed? I've what? missed two podcasts, which Graham has uh, hosted in my absence. Uh, but I've only missed two out of 202. I'm not going to do like a Paul Hayman and I am the one in one and you know. I am the, like t- the 200 and 202. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that, yeah. that would have been yeah. the, uh, the easier bit. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much, everyone, for, for listening over the years. I can't believe I've. I've <laughs> oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'd like, first off, I'd like to thank God. And that's where I'd like to announce my retirement from. <laughs> Don't. Maybe. It's just the fact that in 202 episodes, uh, sorry, 200 episodes, you must have discussed some utter crap yeah. at times. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've, We've not listened to the podcast before when he showed up. It's just even John Meek in his, <laughs> in his living room. It was, yeah. Good times, good times. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. And for this week, thank you very much for listening. It's bye from Graham. Cheerio. Bye from Luke. Still can't get used to being called Luke. Uh, Ricky. Bye from Ricky. <laughs> my name is Reg. Bye from Regan. <laughs> Bye-bye. Have a nice evening. And it's bye from me. We'll see you next week. When you're searching for the best prices on tickets to sports, concerts, or live shows, you've got to download the GameTime app. Whether you're planning the perfect night out or looking for something fun at the last minute, GameTime has you covered with deals up to 60% off. Forgot to plan ahead? No worries. GameTime has incredible last-minute ticket deals that get better as the event gets closer. Simply download the app to see a curated ticket list, including GameTime exclusive flash deals and zone deals that let you choose your section and pay less when GameTime selects your specific seats. With top-notch customer service and the lowest price guaranteed, there's a reason GameTime is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the world. Finding amazing deals for the best seats has never been easier. Score last-minute tickets for up to 60% off today. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PODCAST for 10% off your first purchase. That's code PODCAST for 10% off. For the best ticket deals on sports, concerts, or live shows, download GameTime now. Terms apply. We all have tasks we'd like to avoid, like mailing and shipping. It takes time lugging all those letters and packages to the post office. That's why you should try Stamps.com. For 25 years, Stamps.com has made mailing and shipping easy. You get all the services of the post office right on your computer, anytime. No traffic, no waiting. No hassle. Plus, you save money with discounts up to 84% on USPS and UPS. With Stamps.com, all you need is a computer and printer. Print stamps, print shipping labels, and if you sell products online, Stamps.com connects with every major marketplace and shopping cart, so you can spend less time on shipping and more time on your business. Get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM. For a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus postage and a digital scale. Just go to stamps.com and enter code PROGRAM.